All right, good evening, listeners. Welcome to Sports Bets Fun. We are recording the show live tonight, and as our name suggests, we talk sports, make some bets, and we have some fun doing it all. And we hope you enjoy the show. In addition to our podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Sports Bets Fun. I'm Maddie Money, and joining me is the rest of the Sports Bets Fun crew, or at least one of them. Uh, we have our co-host Mickey Stan Reno. Who is here tonight? And uh, Scotty, be good. Unfortunately, uh, you guys were able to enjoy him the last couple of weeks. He's uh, not going to be able to make it uh, this week. But Mickey, Mickey's here after missing last week. Uh, we end up learning. Uh, oh, Mickey fell asleep on the couch. Tell us a little bit about that, Mickey. What happened? Yeah, as uh, you know, uh, you know, people who are listening this week probably saw the tweet earlier today that said we're going live at. 10 o'clock Eastern time and it's almost 1130 Eastern time. So, you know, you can imagine waiting, uh, waiting to film, uh, sat down on the couch. Next thing I know it was two o'clock in the morning, a few missed calls, a few mixed texts and, uh, heard the show was pretty good though. Yeah. Scotty and I were, uh, prepping and ready to go and waiting for you to come on board and didn't happen. But, uh, after a little bit of time, we were able to roll with it and I think it turned out all right. So, but glad to have you back this week. Well, I'm glad I can stay awake this week. Decided to grab a larger coffee this morning. That helped, you know, and then just happy not to be a healthy scratch this week and back in the lineup. <laughs> That'll do it. All right. Well, let's, uh, we got a pretty good show today, Mickey. What, what, when you're looking at it, what, what do you see and tell our listeners? Yeah, uh, we're going to take a quick look at some of the more intriguing headlines this week in the world of sports. We'll be dissecting the Heisman race. Uh, as always, breakdown of the, the, the games of interest around college football this weekend, and there are some big ones. And of course, while you're all listening, we'll be sharing our money-making picks with you, so be sure to stick around for those who make yourself a little extra cash and treat yourself to a nice steak dinner. Let's get started. Maddie, what headlines do we have this week? Yeah, Mickey, you know, I was looking at these headlines and I figured with as many games getting canceled, it'll be good just to kind of run down some of the more prominent games that are either postponed or canceled this week. Number five, Texas A&M versus Ole Miss. Uh, that game is postponed. That's second week in a row for A&M. Uh, number five in the rankings uh, for a little while, and I know you're high on them. So it'll be interesting how that may or may not impact uh, their season as as they go on. Number 12, Miami. That was a team Scotty and I talked about last week as kind of having an outside shot if they can sneak into that ACC championship game. But they are uh, will not be playing Georgia Tech this week. Uh, number 22, Texas and Kansas is Postpone as well. Houston, SMU, Arizona State, Colorado, Michigan State, Maryland's canceled. And, and there's plenty more. I just saw the Stanford game. Uh, there's a lot of them uh, last week and this week. It's unfortunate, but uh, that's that's the world we're in today. Um, Ohio State. Mickey, you're going to like this. Ohio State landed the number one ranked quarterback recruit in the class of uh 2022 he's the number two player overall and i heard one uh report that likened him to ohio state getting their quote-unquote trevor lawrence so uh a little kid out of texas should be a big deal still a couple years away he was committed to texas for a while too that's the one tom he was not good not good for him while ryan day 
you know, we, we love Ryan Day on the show here. And with what he did with Dwayne Haskins, making him a first-round pick, we're seeing it with Justin Fields. They have another four and a five-star behind him. And then uh, this kid, uh, still a long ways to go until signing day. But if he holds as comes into Ohio State, that's that's quite the haul for the Buckeyes there. Speaking of quarterbacks at Georgia, Mickey, you've mentioned this a few times uh, when we've been on the show, but they're going to be starting JT Daniels at, at quarterback this week is what it sounds like. So you excited to see that, Mickey? Yeah, you know, I think their offense has been held back by Stetson Bennett the last couple of weeks. JT Daniels, a highly regarded recruit when USC landed him. Uh, it should be a potential shot in the arm for Georgia. They didn't go anywhere with Emory Jones when he got in uh, a couple weeks as well. So only place they can go is up. So we shall see. And probably the biggest news, at least pertaining to the college football playoff, the committee announced uh, that it's it's planning to hold to its original schedule. There had been some talk and we've seen on Twitter some of the folks in around college football maybe suggesting that college football playoff could be moved back a couple of weeks, maybe to help accommodate some of these games that are getting postponed and or canceled. But the committee came out this this week, said they plan to hold to their original schedule. But they also said that they reserve the right to revisit this decision, which makes sense, I think, with just the, the ever-changing uh, environment that we're in. And then another interesting point that the committee also mentioned was that if a team that is selected to one of the semifinals cannot play because of COVID, they will not replace that team with another team. Now, I didn't see if they said the game would be forfeited or if they would delay the game or move the game, uh, but it looks like once they select their four teams, those are the four teams. They're not going to, you know, if, if the fourth seed can't make it, they're not going to put in the fifth seed that they rank it's going to be the those four teams and we'll see what happens um so before we jump into our main topic though mickey i just want to get some quick thoughts on what the college football playoff committee announced with that and specifically the semifinals but then then also the scheduling aspect what are your thoughts Uh, scheduling aspect uh you know let's see how it unfolds 2020 is a wild year covid's obviously something that's ravaging uh, lots of parts of of the country now. And if, if games are canceled and games are missed, um, but the committee still feels they can identify the top four teams, given the bodies of work they put forth. And, and that's the show goes off as planned on January 1st. So be it. Uh, the part that I ultimately, I think would be most concerning as a fan is if a, a team can't play the scheduled day of the game, I understand if they make that announcement two or three weeks in advance, maybe they can, uh, find a substitute, but if you know the week of the game something happens, I, I don't really know what uh, what can be done there. But you know, at the same time, the committee no reason to come out and, and make any announcements now. It's probably a very fungible situation for them, and they may as well see how all this unfolds and and make the pragmatic decision at the right time. Yeah, no, that all makes sense. Well, let's move on, Mickey. Yeah, topic of the day. We're talking the Heisman. Consensus seems to be that it's down to just a handful of players. We're going to talk about their resumes to date. Uh, we broke them into a few different categories, guys that have played their way to the forefront of the discussion, preseason favorites that appear to be holding serve, and some guys in the on the outside in the hunt that if you know things break their way, they, uh, they should be in New York. 
So uh, to start playing their way into the Heisman, pick two quarterbacks here. Kyle Trask, quarterback at Florida, great story. Absolutely balling out this year. Has a shot to lead Florida to an SEC championship. You dig into his numbers, six games. He's throwing 28 touchdowns, which pacing ahead of what Joe Burrow did last year. Thought he showed in the Georgia game that he can rise to the occasion, bounce back a huge way after he threw a pick six to uh, guide Florida to some late second quarter points and ultimately the win. And there'll be a good stage when uh, if they make it to Atlanta to play Bama. And speaking of Bama, the other quarterback that I think's played his way into the Heisman is Mac Jones. He's playing great. He's completing nearly 80% of his passes, 12 and a half yards per attempt, second in the country, boasts uh, 16 to two touchdown interception ratio. I think he's hindered by a couple things. One, playing for a great team in Bama where it's expected. But two, he's following Tua. And this time last year, Tua was neck and neck with what Joe Burrow was doing. Uh, and those numbers that he was putting up before his injury last year. And Mac Jones is uh, not quite not quite playing to that level. And beyond that, too, you know, you compare him to a guy like Trask that's individually overachieving on a team that's overachieving. I think that's going to be tougher for Jones to create some separation. Yeah, I, I definitely think Trask has a lot of hype, uh, especially in recent weeks, and, and, and deservedly so. Florida is playing great. Uh, Mac Jones, you know, whoever the quarterback is for Alabama is going to be in the discussion midway through the season, just with Nick Saban, that machine that he has down there. Uh, and especially since they've uh, shifted to the the spread offense, their, their quarterback's going to put up the numbers. So Mac Jones, it's right that he's in the conversation. At the end of the day, I, I don't know if he's even in New York, um, but at this point in the season, uh, worth talking about. The two guys that that uh, were definitely preseason favorites, Justin Fields, quarterback at Ohio State, and Trevor Lawrence, uh, quarterback at Clemson. Yeah, these two guys, they're it's interesting. Lawrence seemed to be the favorite, and then when he missed two games for COVID, I saw the betting odds uh swung against him that way, but you still got to like the opportunity he has. He can still get Clemson into the college football playoff. They'll have the big rematch versus Notre Dame. And if you think about, you know, he missed the first matchup and if they can win out and get to the ACC title game, it'll be a great stage for him to kind of shine through and show, show himself as a difference maker compared to that, that first matchup with Notre Dame and Justin Fields, playing amazing the numbers are great I think the big question is going to be just the, the the sheer amount of games you know if Ohio State plays what are they looking at maybe eight games nine games um, and well and they already had one one off the books with Maryland last week so he's going to have the numbers when you look at it on a per game basis I think the question is going to be um, is it enough against some of these other guys that maybe played two three four extra games so but uh, you got to like both those guys. They're in offenses that produce, and they're going to have some, have some good numbers at the end of the year. And they should both be in the college football playoff when it's all said and done with their teams, which is uh, a great stage to be. And then one other guy, you know, I mentioned Trevor Lawrence, obviously, but one other guy that I think still has a shot, Mickey. Um, and it's because he, he's a name brand. You know, we know him around college football and he's, he's, he's the only non quarterback on our list. That's Travis ETN. The guy's a beast. He, he played really well against Notre Dame, almost, almost, you know, put the team on his shoulders and, and carried them to victory. And he's going to have a strong uh, season, no matter how it shakes. But I kind of like, you know, he has an opportunity maybe down the stretch for someone to emerge. If you see a uh, Florida lose 
or an Alabama maybe get upset, you know, along the way you could see Trask and Mac Jones's stock kind of come down a little bit. If ETN begins putting up some big numbers down the stretch, uh, he could very well work himself into the conversation. And I think because he's a known quantity, uh, there's a much greater opportunity. He could definitely, you know, potentially be in New York when it's all said and done. Who are some other guys that you're looking at Mickey that, that could maybe make some noise? Yeah, I think uh, the three guys that I'm looking at, all quarterbacks, much to Maddie's chagrin, I'm sure, but Ian Book <laughs> at Notre Dame. Hey, look, they already beat Clemson once. If they can uh, pass Clemson again, win the ACC, get to the playoffs, how is he not in the conversation? He'd be a star player, senior leader of a, a playoff team. Uh, Zach Wilson, quarterback at BYU. The guys had a great season. I think it would be tough to repeat what Ty Detmer did, especially with the what other quarterbacks and and – players are doing but BYU undefeated throwing some love their way and then uh, a dark horse uh, sleeper pick if you will really depends on what happens this weekend but uh, Michael Penix quarterback at IU if if somehow they're able to upset Ohio State and run the table you compare him to Ian Book how how could he not be in the conversation but uh, I think for these last couple guys there's similar to Travis Etienne a bunch of things have to happen for them to be elevated in the overall conversation. So, so Maddie, we're looking at these guys. Uh, who's your top three? What players are you focusing on for the remainder of the season? Yeah, and, uh, you know, normally a lot of times if we go back to past seasons at this point, you know, we're looking at who are our top three right now. But it's not a level playing field. You know, we have some guys that have played six, seven games. We have other guys that have played two, three, four games or whatever. The three players that I like the most, though, I'm going to come back to Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and Travis Etienne, I think Ohio State and Clemson, they're going to be in the playoff. They're going to be top four teams. And to do that, your quarterback's going to, going to uh, put up the numbers. They're going to get a lot of the spotlight. And they were some of the favorites coming into the season. Etienne's a known quantity. If he, if he has a big run down the stretch that kind of vaults them and maybe the ACC championship game against – Notre Dame, if he you know goes for three touchdowns, maybe catches a fourth, which he's very capable of doing, and they win that and, and proceed into the playoffs, I could see his stock rising too. I just think Trask and and Mac Jones, um, they definitely have a shot. But I think at the when it's all said and done, uh, you're going to see the the guys like Fields and, and Lawrence definitely rise up. And and I'm going to give some love to a non quarterback here and say ETN's the the third guy that I'm, I'm really watching. I respect that. I respect that. You know, I'm looking at it like this. You know, it's really going to boil down to who wins the SEC and who wins the ACC uh, for the picks I have. Uh, I'm putting Kyle Trask right now in the pole position. He's throwing for four touchdowns a game. It's going to be tough not to give it to him if he keeps that up. It also mean an upset over Bama on the SEC championship. So I may be tipping tipping my my hand a little bit there, but uh, could very well be Mac Jones too, based on uh, how that unfolds. Then uh, second spot, I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence and Ian Book. Whoever leads their team to the ACC championship uh, is going to get a nod there. And Justin Fields, I, I don't think it's he's going to win because I think it will be very tough for him to get traction playing the least amount of games. But uh, he's going to have a massive year, continue to have a massive year, should, should lead Ohio State to the Big Ten championship. Uh, I think he'll be represented in New York. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm looking at. Now, I got to like that. And I think we can all agree on one thing with these handful of players we discuss. They're all having phenomenal seasons. So whether they end up in New York or 
end up with that trophy in their hands. They're they're having a great season, and it's exciting to watch, especially given the year that uh, we have some college football, and these guys are really all standing out. One of the guys you mentioned, Indiana's quarterback, uh, Michael Penix, uh, you know, his team plays Ohio State. He's got the big stage this week, and we're going to shift into our games of interest right now. And number nine, Indiana at number three, Ohio State is definitely one of the games I know we're both going to be watching. I believe it's a big noon kickoff on Fox. Mickey, what are your thoughts on that game? You know, it's IU's first ever game in the top 10. Ohio State plays a few of these each year, it seems like. Uh, I saw somewhere recently Ohio State's record in top 10 matchups since 2012 is like 16-5. and five. Since Ryan Day joined the staff in 2017, they're 12-0 against ranked teams in Big Ten play. I, that experience matters. You combine that with a talent advantage, it points to Ohio State winning this one. I, it's really a, a top 10 matchup in name only uh, when I look at it. Yeah, I like I like that too. The Buckeyes, I think, are going to roll. But let me, Mickey, let me read you this text that Scotty sent me. Oh yeah, Scotty, I know he's got an opinion. Yeah, he uh, when he was letting us know that he wasn't going to be able to make the show, he sends one last text, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote this. It says, "And IU is going to give the Buckeyes all they want, but OSU will squeak by in a barn burner." I used Ty Freifogel will have a pair of touchdown catches. Dude is a stud. So Scotty B. Good, who, you know, he was all on Michigan State, keeping it close and up, potentially upset in Michigan. So, you know, I got to give the guys some respect. But I don't know about this call with Indiana keeping it close. Now, Scotty does think the Buckeyes are going to win. I think you and I both think the Buckeyes uh, it might not be as close as, as Scotty thinks, but uh, I wanted to make sure I shared that with you. Scotty's not on the show to, to talk. Maybe that's the reason he's not on the show is he knows he's got a couple Buckeye fans that would probably tear into him pretty good here. <laughs> uh, hey, SEC, SEC homerism coming out, right? You know what I think? I think he secretly, or maybe not so secretly, wants IU to knock Ohio State off because if the SEC is going to win the national championship, it's probably going to have to face – the Buckeyes at some point in the playoffs. And, hey, would you rather face the Buckeyes or some other team? You know it's some other team if you're an SEC homer like our boy Scotty Be Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, Mickey, let's stay in the Big Ten. Another big game. Uh, this is for control of the Big Ten West. Number 10, Wisconsin travels to Evanston, Indiana to face off. Illinois. <laughs> Illinois. Illinois. Evanston. <laughs> Evanston, Illinois. Is it Evanston? Did I get that right? You got the Evanston part right. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you know, hey, it's late. Um, <laughs> Evanston, Illinois, to face off uh, against number nineteen Northwestern. Mickey, you live there in Chicago, right in the heart of Big Ten land. Uh, I, I know this is a big game out there, and we've been talking. Uh, we talked. Scotty and I talked a bit about both these teams last week, and maybe an outside chance to to get into the college football playoffs if they can run the table and maybe upset the Buckeyes. But first they got to get through this game. Who are you liking? Yeah. You know, both teams are bringing defense. I know Wisconsin has a small sample size, but they're number one in total D Northwestern's number 10. Pat Fitzgerald's teams always play tough on the defensive side, but only one team plays offense and the Badgers are number 32 in the country while Northwestern's 96. So I think when the chips are on the table, Wisconsin's going to be way too much for the Wildcats, and they're going to leave Evanston with a W. 
That's Evanston, Illinois, for our listeners out there. They'll be leaving Evanston, Illinois. Yeah, I like Wisconsin too. Uh, they look they look like a solid football team, and just probably a top ten football team. Maybe maybe around eight, nine, ten is is an appropriate ranking for them. They're going to be too much for Northwest, and I agree with that. Uh, one of the big games at night in the Big Twelve. This is a rivalry game, Mickey. I know you and I both enjoy watching over the years. Oklahoma, number 18, is going to host number 14, Oklahoma State. Uh, earlier on in the season, I I thought Oklahoma State might be able to sneak into the college football playoffs if they can win the Big 12 with one loss or go undefeated. But after seeing the last few weeks, they already have that one loss. And, you know, they're playing Oklahoma this week. And, you know, they'd still still have a Big 12 championship game if they get to that. I'm not as high on them as I was before, but this is always a fun game. It's going to be a lot of, a lot of scoring, a lot of offense. That's how they do it uh, in the heartland there. But Mickey, give us your, your thoughts on Bedlam. Well, you know, I love Gundy's mullet, but it's been a rather predictable one-sided series as of late. Sooners have won five in a row, 13 of the last 15. Uh, Cowboys are dinged up on the O-line. Chuba Howard missed practice this week. I uh, don't know what his status is. There's a reason I'll use a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. They're, they're going to win the game. Uh, it looks like uh, Lincoln Riley's getting them playing pretty decent ball after they stumbled out of the gate. Uh, I don't think that's uh, going to be an exciting game, but I don't think Oklahoma State's going to pull it out. Yeah, Oklahoma definitely stumbled out of the gate, but uh, they do seem to be putting it together. So it'll be, it'll be a good game. It'll be a fun one to watch tomorrow night. Now, Scotty's not here, and these next two games we specifically put on the docket for him. Uh, the first one we got, but we're going to do them anyway. First one we have is Tennessee. That's Scotty's all, um, alma mater. They're going to travel to the Plains to face off on against number 23, Auburn. So, Mickey, you were looking at this a little bit. What are you seeing you know, it's kind of like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. If this game was played early in the season, I'd say Tennessee was the better team and they would hand it to Auburn. But something flipped on for both sides and Auburn's just a better football team now. I wish Scott was here to talk about the Vols. Um, I just don't think Jeremy Pruitt's the answer there. Maybe we can uh, have this segment with Scotty when he's back in action here. But yeah, I think Auburn's going to win the game. Yeah, Auburn's a good football team. And they've done this before where they kind of – they'll lose a game earlier too. You know, they always have LSU early in the season. And this this year wasn't wasn't the same type of LSU. But they're the type of team they lose one, maybe two games in the SEC. But towards the end of the season, they seem to kind of put things together a little bit and, and do that. So, yeah, I'm liking Auburn as well. I just don't think Tennessee – I've lost too much money on Tennessee this year to, to, to put anything more into them. You know, since halftime of the Georgia game, they've they've stunk. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's get that now. This is the this is the big game we wanted to talk about. Scotty and I got talking about uh, one of these teams specifically last week. Uh, an undefeated number fifteen, Coastal Carolina, the Chanteliers. They're going to host Appalachian State. Mickey, you and I like Appalachian State from what they did to that team up north uh, a little over a decade ago. But this is a big one in the Sun Belt. Give us your thoughts on it. Yeah, undefeated Chanticleers hosting the one-loss Mountaineers. We're talking Sun Belt East supremacy. 
Buckle up. This might be one of the most exciting games of the weekend. Both teams are similar. Strong rushing attacks, steady QB play, stout defenses. And, and a little wrinkle, saw this on Instagram, App State's going to be debuting some sick whiteout jerseys this week. So I think that's going to be enough. I think they're going to have that going into Myrtle Beach. Is that where Coastal Carolina is located? And uh, leave in with a victory. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with Myrtle Beach. I don't know. Uh, but that's a, that was a good pull out of that hat. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this game goes. I've, uh, I am making a pick on this this uh, this game that we'll get to in a little bit. But uh, as far as who's actually going to come out and win, I don't know. I guess I got to be pulling for the Chanticleers. You know, Scotty B. Good made a, a great, great argument hyping them up last week. Uh, if it came down to the Chanticleers versus the – an undefeated Pac-12 team that potentially doesn't even play a, a ranked opponent, and the Chanticleers may have one, possibly two ranked opponents on their schedule this year. So I'm pulling for the uh, for the little guys in this, and I guess that's uh, Coastal Carolina here. Do we know but what a Chanticleer is? Have we? Do we know what a Chanticleer is? No, no. Scotty and I were trying to figure that out last week. Uh, neither of us Googled it. I guess we could have done that. But, yeah, uh, I just did that, actually. Apparently, we're pronouncing it wrong, so there's that. But, uh, <laughs> well, let's start Chant- there. It's a Chanticleer. Okay. Uh, Chanticleer. Apparently, it uh, comes from Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. More specifically, he comes from the nun's priest tale, of course. That's what I would have thought. Within the Canterbury Tales, the Chanticleer is proud and fierce rooster. So basically, it's it's a big cock. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That's uh, it's a family show, Mickey. It's a family show. <laughs> all right, now that I know what a chant to clear is, I, I feel a little more comfortable predicting this game. All right, yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of picks, let, let, let's move on to our picks, shall we? All right. All right, let's get into making money. That's why we're here. Scotty's not able to join us this week, but uh, apparently he sent a message uh, letting us know he wouldn't join, which is uh, a a gracious thing to do. Uh, He sent his picks ahead of time, too, so without further ado, we'll break those down. Uh, Speaking of the the Coastal App State game, App State getting four and a half points. Scotty's taking them straight up to beat Coastal. Keep going. I don't. I don't have a bit to add to this one. I'm still. Right, we I'm got. Still we got Liberty. Trying to get over the last one. Got <laughs> Liberty plus four straight up to beat NC. <laughs> you're laughing. You're laughing is making me laugh, man. All right, so we've got Liberty plus four straight up to beat NC State. Uh, we know Scotty's a big whiskey fan. He's got Wisconsin minus seven and a half to cover at Northwestern. Uh, I know Wisconsin made him a lot of money last week, so he's going to continue to ride that train. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. This is a tough one. This is a tough one to get past. That came out of, came out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, for, for our listeners, sometimes when we're doing prep, we, we, we have a little joke. We know we're going to work it or something. <laughs> but, Mick, you pulling, the, pulling Google up, and <laughs> that, that was a priceless one. So, hey, that's why we do the show for moments like, like this, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, where were you? You were on what? We're, yeah, look at the – yeah, we're looking at Mississippi State plus 24 and a half to cover against UGA. And Scotty must have made that pick before the uh, JT Daniels news. And then uh, in a game that I 
have no clue uh, that was being played. We have Rice in North Texas. He's got the over-under at 63, and Scotty is taking the over. All right, Matty. It's, uh, what's your action? Where's your action this week? Thanks, Mickey. Uh, yeah, I, I got a lot of action this week, and it's time for Matty Money's winning picks. So just before I get into them, last week I went five of six and made a lot of money in the process. I'm picking my uh, correct pick 68% of the time the past four weeks, and I'm looking to keep the train going. So this week I'm picking a whopping nine games, Mickey. Hear me out, nine games. But I'm only going to give six on the show right here, right now. And the other three you can get on Twitter. Follow me at Fade Maddie, and you'll get all nine picks there. But I got three other picks I'll be dropping on Twitter, so you'll have nine nine games you can go put your money on and make a boatload this week. So listen carefully. Here's what I got that I'm going to give you right now. I'm doing over unders, and for those of you that are new to the show, you know we look at the computer model and we're looking at the over unders. We're looking at what Vegas is is putting and where that computer model is a couple scores different from from. Uh, Vegas is over under. We're, we're zeroing in on those games. I'm liking Georgia Southern versus Army with the total points of 40. Take the over. The model is showing 53 and a half points. So we're taking the over in Georgia Southern versus Army. We're also taking the over. Actually, all these games are taking the over. The three games I'm dropping are under picks. Wisconsin Northwestern, total points 44. Cincy UCF. Total points 64 and a half, but our model is showing 79.4 total points being scored. So got to love that uh, 15 point differential there. San Diego State versus Nevada. Take the over 46 and a half. Kentucky, Alabama. Take the over 58. That model is showing 73.3 points. High scoring game. Bama's defense has been giving up probably a little more points than they normally do. So you want to zero in on that. And then, the game we were talking about, Appalachian State versus Coastal Carolina, the over-under on that is 48. The model is showing <laughs> 69 points there, Mickey. Nice. So we're taking the over there. You got to love that one. That's uh, plus 21. Uh, I'm only putting one unit on it, but for our listeners, if you're feeling lucky, you might want to put two units on that one. That, those are my picks, Mickey, that I'm giving you here on the show. But like I said, I got three more picks, all of which I'm taking the honor on. I'm going to drop those on Twitter shortly, so be sure to follow me at Fade Maddie. You'll get all nine of my picks this week, and those are Matt Maddie's money picks. So go win yourself some money, Mickey. What do you got this week? Oh, I like your picks, Maddie, and the folks should definitely follow you and the show on Twitter. The show at Sports Bet Fun at Fade Maddie. Uh, I'm at Mickey San Reno, and uh, it's time for my picks. This week I got four games I really like, so let's jump in. Uh, App State at Coastal Carolina. It's uh, App State's getting four and a half on that one, um, but the over-under at 48. I like the over here as well. I think this is going to be one of the more entertaining games of the weekend, and, and points are going to be scored. The over is definitely the play. Uh Cincinnati getting or giving four and a half at UCF, over-under 65 and a half. This one has the makings of another entertaining game. I know you like the over here, Maddie. Uh, since you won a close one last year at home in Cincinnati, I'm liking the UCF at home getting four and a half. So I'm going with UCF taking the points here. Uh, Wisconsin 
giving seven to Northwestern over under and 44 and a half. I like Wisconsin a lot this year. They have a stout D. Graham Mertz appears to be the real deal at quarterback, making their offense a little bit more multidimensional than years past. This team has played with a ton of confidence over the past few seasons. Although Northwestern has a strong D and relishes being the underdog, definitely feel a lot safer laying the points on the Badgers because they're just too well-rounded in all facets of the game. So that's my pick, Wisconsin giving seven. Then my steak dinner boom, lock of the week, two-unit bet, uh, looking at Indiana and Ohio State. Ohio State favored by 20.5, over under 67. We've talked a lot about this game, but to me, simply, it's a top 10 game in name only. I think Ohio State has more horses. They have more experience in these big situations. Mentioned Indiana playing their first game ever as a top 10 team. I think Ohio State coming off the uh, off week last week to the cancel game with Maryland. They're a hungry, hungry team, and I think they'll be aggressive out of the gate. Uh, this situation, again, is going to be too big for Indiana, so I'm laying the points with the Buckeyes, actually predicting a 52-24 to 24 final score. Uh, that's that's it. There you have it, folks. Uh, those are those are my picks. Uh, liking the action this week and uh, liking all the picks that we made. There's some there's some good games out there. Yeah, Mickey, and I love how you're you're predicting the final score of that game. That's something new that we haven't done on the show. But pretty cool to see. We'll see how that one shapes up. But I agree with you. I'm looking at all these picks that you have, and and Scotty Scotty threw in the hat as well. And I, I'm liking them. I think we're going to make some money, and I think our listeners are going to make some money. So it should be a fun weekend. Mickey, before we wrap up, anything we forgot? Uh, I'm sure there is, but there's a reason we forgot it if we did. But, uh, hey, everyone have a great weekend making money, winning your bets, placing action. It's always a good time. Uh, we got Thanksgiving next week, too. Everyone have a safe and happy holiday. A lot to be thankful for this year, even with the uh, craziness that's going on. But uh, we'll be back. I'll definitely be back next week. Excellent. Well, that's awesome. Well, we look forward to doing it all again next week, folks. Until then, follow all the action with us on Twitter at SportsBetsFun. And have fun watching the games this weekend. We hope you all make a little bit of money. Have a great Thanksgiving as well. For Mickey San Reno, for our other co-host who's not here today, Scotty Be Good, I'm Maddie Money. Thanks for tuning in to SportsBetsFun.